Welcome to this episode of the National Police Association podcast number 24. Cop killer asks for parole, officer shoots in defense of her family, and fallen officers recognized with memorial. From Jerdenton, Texas, Blues Lives Matter reports the Atascosa County Sheriff has asked the community to help him stop a criminal who helped kill three law enforcement officers from getting parole in March. Kenneth Vodikotsky pleaded guilty to making a phony 911 call to Loratascosa County Sheriff's deputies Thomas Monsey and Mark Stevenson and Texas Department of Public Safety Trooper Terry Miller into a fatal ambush on October 12, 1999, WOI reported. Prosecutors said that Vodikotsky bailed his roommate out of jail the day before he initiated the ambush, according to Murderpedia. The roommate told Vodikotsky that he wanted to retaliate against the officers who had locked him up on assault charges. So they went to a gun shop and bought $200 in ammunition to take home with them, Murderpedia reported. Then Vodikotsky called 911 for help while his co-defendant set up to wait with his gun for responding units so that he could systematically kill the officers. Deputies Monse and Stevenson were the first to arrive on the scene at the mobile home according to the Officer Down Memorial page. Both deputies were fatally shot as they tried to get out of their patrol car. Then the suspect took both of the deputies' weapons and went to wait in a ditch across the street for additional responding officers, the Officer Down Memorial page reported. When the deputies didn't respond to calls from their dispatcher, a state trooper was dispatched to check on them, according to Murderpedia. Trooper Miller was alive long enough to report that there were officers down when he arrived at the mobile home, but then he was fatally shot before he even took off his seat belt, the officer down memorial page reported. Backup arrived and a gun battle between gunmen and officers ensued. The gunman shot and wounded two more law enforcement officers before he turned one of the stolen service weapons on himself, the officer down memorial page reported. Vodikotsky was convicted of the three murders and sentenced to death in March of 2001. But he appealed and got the conviction overturned, then pleaded guilty under an agreement that sentenced him to only 30 years in prison, according to the Officer Down Memorial page. Vodikotsky was denied parole in 2015, WOI reported. The convict launched a column on a prisoner blog looking for a girlfriend and an online petition for a pardon. I am straight and single and am looking for a friendship with an option for something more with someone whom I can learn, grow, and experience life with, the convicted cop killer wrote on uncaptive voices. Unfortunately, I am incarcerated for a crime I did not commit, I have been incarcerated since October 15, 1999, Vodikotsky wrote. My next parole review date is set for March of 2020. My incarceration is no secret and has been highly publicized. I am very open, and am willing to provide any info regarding my case and myself. Or you can Google my name. But the sheriff of the county where Vodikotsky helped his friend senselessly slaughter three heroes doesn't plan to sit still and let the cop killer get released, Ksat reported. Just over 20 years ago we lost three brave heroes to the cowardly actions of two lousy criminals. Atascosa County Sheriff David Soward posted to Facebook. Kenneth Vodikotsky, after getting his death sentence on a capital murder conviction overturned, pled guilty to three 30-year sentences for his part in the premeditated ambush murders of Deputy Sheriff Thomas Monse and Mark Stevenson and DPS Trooper Terry Miller. The smirking coward below will come up for parole in March of this year, 
Sheriff Sword continued. I have initiated a campaign to give the friends and family of these three officers more justice and peace of mind and keep Vodokotsky in prison as long as possible. The sheriff said that any U.S. citizen may submit a letter to the Texas Parole Board to protest parole for Vodokotsky. If you want to support the campaign to keep a three-time cop killer in prison, send a letter to the Texas Department of Criminal Justice, Victim Services Division, P.O. Box 13401 Capital Station, Austin, Texas 78711-3401. From Charlotte, North Carolina, The Observer reports police arrested a 27-year-old man and two teenagers Friday in connection with shots fired at off-duty Charlotte Mecklenburg police officer Emily Bishop and her husband during a December 27th attempted robbery in South Charlotte. Bishop fired her CMPD-issued gun after multiple people approached the couple in a South Charlotte parking lot just after midnight and tried to rob her husband at gunpoint, according to a CMPD news release. At least one of them returned fire before fleeing, police said in the release. Bishop and her husband were not hurt. A 17-year-old juvenile suspect was hospitalized with non-life-threatening injuries, police said. The incident occurred in the 7,900 block of Waterford Tide Loop, off Johnston Road and Pineville Matthews Road. Working with the State Bureau of Investigation, police late Friday said they arrested 27-year-old Devin Clayton Jacobs, 19-year-old Edwin Herrera and a 17-year-old juvenile in connection with the case. Each was arrested Friday and charged with two counts of assault with a deadly weapon with intent to kill robbery with a dangerous weapon and attempted robbery with a dangerous weapon. Police haven't specified how many of the suspects they believe fired shots. From Miami Beach, Florida, Channel 7 reports say police officer was taken to hospital and another person has died after a tense confrontation in the heart of South Beach led to the officers stabbing and ended with law enforcers opening fire, officials said. Miami Beach Police and Fire Rescue Units responded to the scene of the incident near 10th Street and Ocean Drive. Cell phone video recorded by a tourist shows four Miami Beach police officers pointing their guns at a man. Seconds later, audio from the cell phone video captured a pop, suggesting the man had been shot with a taser by one of the officers, and the officers are seen rushing in and surrounding the man. Moments later, at least 20 gunshots are heard. Witnesses described a chaotic scene when the gunfire broke out. They said they heard at least 10 shots at around 9.30 p.m. I was on the corner, literally about to walk on the street, when the shots rang out, said a woman, so we ran around the corner into the alley, because we didn't know if it was police or, like, just a citizen. We heard it. We were right there, said a man who was walking away from the scene. Pop, 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 pop and then everybody started running. Witnesses said they saw police officers going after someone. Moments later, they said, multiple shots were fired. I just heard the guns, and I go inside with my wife, said a man. Investigators said both the officer and the subject involved were transported to Ryder Trauma Center. The subject later succumbed to his injuries. The officer was alert and conscious during transport. He was listed in stable condition. Channel 7 cameras captured cruisers from multiple agencies, including Miami Beach Police and City of Miami Police parked outside of the hospital. Cameras also captured an officer's duty belt that other officers put into a clear plastic bag. 
Police shut down Ocean Drive to vehicular and pedestrian traffic between 9th and 11th Streets. They urged residents and visitors to avoid the area. Area businesses appear to have returned to normal operations by 11 p.m. Officials have not identified the officer or the subject, as they continue to investigate. From Davis, California, the Democrat Observer reports one year after she was shot and killed, Natalie Corona was memorialized with a fallen officer memorial outside the Davis Police Department on Friday afternoon. Attended by nearly 800 people as well as police, firefighters and public officials from throughout the county, the simple but somber ceremony was a reminder to all about the inherent dangers of those in law enforcement as well as the dedication of those who serve the public. The memorial itself is a circular, park-like setting, about 50 feet in diameter, with newly planted trees, flowers and five metal benches. Two metal and stone pylons stand in front of a flagpole and contain images and names of those police officers who have died in the line of duty. One edifice recognizes Officer Corona, 22, who was shot and killed the night of January 10, 2019, while assisting at the scene of a car crash at 5th and D Streets. The gunman rode up on a bicycle and opened fire. He later took his own life after being cornered by police. Corona, a native of Arbuckle, and the daughter Merced Corona, a retired sheriff's deputy, had been on the job for only a couple of months. The second memorial honors Douglas Cantrell, who was shot and killed on September 7, 1959. Cantrell Drive, where the Davis Police Department is located, is named in his honor. Like that of Corona, Cantrell had only been working a few months for Davis Police. Cantrell's body was found in his patrol vehicle by a young Davis couple. He had been shot in the heart. No one was ever found to be responsible for the shooting. At the memorial ceremony, Davis City Manager Mike Webb thanked everyone for showing up, including Corona's family and friends of the family from Arbuckle, along with the dozens of firefighters, police and public officials. Thank you all for your tremendous outpouring, he said, adding that he also appreciated the efforts by those who helped design and build the memorial. Master of Ceremonies, Davis Enterprise columnist Bob Dunning, said the town would never forget either Corona or Cantrell, who gave of themselves to protect and serve all of us, to make Davis a special place that we all love. We're here to honor the memory, the dedication, the service and the ultimate sacrifice of Davis police officers Natalie Corona and Douglas Cantrell, Dunning said, noting that he was old enough to remember that terrible day when Cantrell was discovered and how the community rallied around his family to help them through their grief. Of Corona, Dunning said she knew she wanted to be in Davis, and cited the time she had spent volunteering for the department even before she attended the police academy to become a sworn officer, along with the enthusiasm she displayed for her profession. Her career may have been short, but her impact was profound, Dunning said. He quoted a letter that appeared in the Davis Enterprise after Corona's death that read in part how the community has been forever changed by the Corona family. Other speakers at the event included Mayor Brett as well as Davis Police Chief Darren Piddle, who led services for Corona held at UC Davis after her death. That service was attended by hundreds of law enforcement officers and public officials from across the state. Also attending the Friday ceremony were Yolo County Sheriff Tom Lopez, Yolo County District Attorney Jeff Isaac, Assemblywoman Cecilia Aguiar-Curry, State Senator Bill Dodd and Woodland Police Chief Derek Koff. 
There were also four motorcycle officers from Woodland in attendance and as many as 15 off-duty police officers. Following her death, Corona has received numerous recognitions. Scholarships in her name have been established and she was named by Congressman John Garamendi as a Woman of the Year in 2019 because of her commitment to serving her community and dedication to her fellow officers. This news brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how you can help law enforcement accomplish its goals visit nationalpolice.org.